This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Steven, and I play Ulrich Orman, a gnome ranger, hexblade warlock, and chief arrow of the Warden Scout in Nui Satalis. And this is Advantage. Last time in episode 2.52, the Unknown Associates met the Dwarf Father, the High God Moradin, in the astral dominion of Celestia. Moradin disclosed that he was pissed about a sacrilegious treachery that had occurred. The soul forgers of Hedurth on the cusp had broken into the realm, searching for the schematics of life. Two managed to escape capture. Now the party is called to join Gorbring Steadyhand, Grimton's grandfather, who's now an exarch, to capture them hold out in the Chaos Shaft. Bring them back alive so that Moradin can barter their souls to the Nine Helts. And that's where we'll pick up. Two, three. Oh, I did not feel very good about that one. Okay, <laughs> one more game. One, two, three. The four of you have once again donned your armor and are now in the elevator along oh, another great yeah. elevator. <laughs> Alongside Gorbring Steadyhand, an exarch of Moradin. Alaris, your partner, Maylin, knowing that she's not a combatant, discreetly asked to stay behind. You set her up with the exarch Shane Mead Drinker who are off fetching the arcane battery that you will one day use against the kingdom of her girth on the cusp. And also to wipe out all orcs in existence, as you have clutched. Oh, uh, what? Um, no, I'm just kidding. That, that, that wasn't in the script, don't worry. I, I, got a, I got another joke for the ride down. Were you telling jokes? Were you telling jokes before? Me drinker asked for jokes. Me drinker asked for jokes. Uh, what do you call a goblin with a limp? A gobhoblin. Oh, that's good. That was terrible. What company do you keep? The elevator's descent is longer than expected, and it's obvious why. Magical or not, the shaft is still cut from one side of the cosmos to the other, from the astral sea above to the elemental chaos below. You have passed through Tazrak Belagran, the forged city of Selena, and now you are in a black tunnel. The lift is lit only by a single flickering kerosene lamp and a side and dwarven reading evacuation order, illuminated red. Outside the elevator cage is unknowable darkness. Occasionally, other cages pass by on parallel elevators filled with miners and unprocessed ore. Gorbring is weepy. Grimton, you know him as a strong dwarf who felt a whole rainbow of emotions deeply. You and he are both overwhelmed to unexpectedly see each other here in Selena, the dwarf father's mountain realm in the Astral Sea. My grandson, I knew that you are doing great and noble things with this life of yours, and I was wrapped in pride and love for you when you discovered my manuscripts hidden beneath my forge in Delft Deep. The things I said there were true and real. What your companions said there about you were true and real. Thank you, Grandpa. I I guess I part of me knew that that was actually you, but I couldn't be sure. Obviously, here you are. Again, I never had any doubt, but it's... It sounds like you had some doubt. It's, it's nice to see that you're here. I am here. Here I am. Uh, Your head aches. Grimton, you might recognize this feeling of compression from being lowered into the deepest mines of her girth, but it isn't quite that. 
this adds a twisting feeling of disorienting nausea to it. It's the kind you've experienced when Takus used the tree teleportation to get you to Haven, or you fell forward. And it's this feeling of vertigo and drunken world spin, but every time you blink, the twisting resets itself. You're going from the astral sea, which is pure idea and no substance, to a plane of only visceral, physical incarnation. You feel heavied by the weight of your own body. How long are we going to feel like this? Because uh, this is kind of awful. <laughs> You'll get used to it. The cage slows to a stop and dings. It opens. An overhead sign reads, Elemental Chaos, Realm of Earth. And Dwarven, paired with another bright sign reading, Evacuation Order. Grimson, you know that the mine shafts normally connect to many layers, each serving their own function. The personnel station where you are now is likely above the station of ore carts and trucks, and where the bulk of the mine's drift tunnels connect to. That's where the carts will dump their raw stone into crushers, ore bins, and silos to await a lift on the skip back to Tazrek Belegrin for processing. Gorbring says, We had to leave behind your magical weapons and shields because it'll leave us enough magic in the reserves to get us back home. We keep an armory down here to save us the expense. And he opens a heavy vault. Inside, uh, you see racks of dwarven short swords, axes, hammers, war picks, crossbows, and shields. There's also a bit of loose, bright white quartz beads and a small pouch that hangs next to them. The chaos shaft uses its energy to move ores, personnel, and their innate magical properties from one side of the cosmos to the other. Not a lot of arcana can be spent and spared bringing other weapons down here. These we brought one at a time and had to wait a full week before the magical reserve to refill. His voice is echoing down the straight tunnels. All these weapons are of legendary quality straight from the Forge City. These beads we found down here, he says, uh, dipping his hand into the white quartz. They've got a powerful magic about them. It'll enhance any spell you know to nearly its most powerful form. They disappear after each use, though, so we need to ration them properly to this party and give only, like, ten total. Out of character, all weapons and crossbows here are... Uh, Legendary plus three weapons. Neat. Skillfully made in Tazrak Belagrin. All melee weapons um, come with a maneuver, kind of based off of uh, a Battlemaster maneuver uh, called Sweeping Attack. Basically, each weapon comes with three opportunities for you to carry the same weapon damage to an adjacent enemy. The Quartz Beads are all 8th level spell gems which you may divide amongst yourselves. Eighth level spell gems? Eighth level spell gems. But they will only cast spells that you know but at, but at, level? at eighth, eighth level. level. You don't have to use that eighth level gem. Like, you could you could cast something of a level three spell using that eighth level gem, mm-hmm. and there might not be an enhancement for it. Right. So I would not advise right. doing that. But if oh, there so is an enhancement... spells that have enhancements is what you're saying. Right. Pick like, spells that have fireball... You can yes, that at 8th level. Shit up. Because that went so well the first time. It did go well last time. <laughs> what is he talking about, Grimton? Haste and deaths. Okay, wait, so the weapons are all plus 3, and the, they have the cool... the thing. Sweeping attack. Sweeping attack. Sweeping attack, yeah. D- wait, did we just all, like, get these, or, like... Yeah, he, he's opened the vault to you They're for to you to pick and choose here. from. Yes. Right. right. You have left your your other weapons up at the top. So I can so get a plus three longbow. Is crossbow. 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 You have crossbows here. It's either that or you have no ranged weapons. So. Oh, because like I have to use that. We had to leave our weapons behind. Right, 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 right. That's right, that's right. Plus three crossbow, plus three sword. Grimton, that tower shield you will likely find very useful. You can carry it like normal, but you have to. Che- but if you choose to drop it, it can provide stand-in cover for you until you pick it back up. Just like that is cool. a plus two AC, which is a you know, normal yeah. 
shield, no, shield bonus. Yeah. Uh, but as a tower shield, which dropping the shield will create a 10-foot wall of total cover for any creature to use. 10-foot high or 10-foot wide? 10-foot wide. How tall is it? Normal person height. It's for a dwarf, so, you know, five feet, five and a half feet tall. I'm It'll good. For uh, all <laughs> yeah. you, could, you could get half cover or three-quarters cover behind you it. You like crouch. One could theoretically drop the shield as a bonus action, move to go hit the target with a two-handed attack instead of a single-handed attack carrying the shield, uh, and then retreat back to, co- to total cover uh, with the rest of your movement. Uh, but that does open you up to an opportunity attack, mm-hmm. but I'm just throwing it out there that it's a thing that you could do. So what are you choosing? Definitely the shield. Definitely an axe. I guess a sword of some kind, whatever the swords are available. Dwarven short swords. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a short sword and a crossbow. How are we dividing these gems, these beads up? They're ten only. Ten total. Ten, we have ten total. They're not of much use to myself. I think that'll be for you and more lending. I to think split. more of them should go to our better trained spellcaster. I think you're selling yourself. Short. I want like. You want to just do? I think do five be... and five. You want to just split them, Morlinding? Can I have sure. like one? Yeah, you can so have, you have one. Yeah, because I, I I have spells. Just for keepsies. Just for. You want two? You, we'll, we'll just do Super four, four, and two. One is plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to uh, see. I want to see Moonbeam just like wrecking. The actual moon is just like. <laughs> You're in the elemental chaos. That would have to travel through the cut. I. <laughs> <laughs> Can you and imagine? Somehow it gathered intensity rather than losing yeah. it. What I what I like about that too is like <laughs> you would basically be creating another like entire plot beginning of like the what time the, that the, the moon, moon shot a laser in- through oh. the cusp. Like <laughs> <laughs> And that's how we got rid of the orcs. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is going to be genocide but like accidental solved the great scuffle by accident. It is obvious that this operation has been established for longer than you can imagine. The personnel level connects to the same massive chamber as the mine below you. It is lofted above the carts and tracks leading in all directions. You see the large pits for the rock crushers down below. Here, near the chaos shaft, the room is a well-worked room and pillar mine. Columns of stone hold aloft unknown fathoms of rock above you and leave the chamber floor available for movement. Quicklink metal scaffolding brings tracks up and down the pillars. It reminds you of the under farms at Hawa Rum on the cusp, but far less pastorally agricultural and far more traditionally dwarven. Thinking about it now, you realize that cosmologically, the cusp is now above where you are in the elemental chaos. Mm -hmm. It's strange to you that none of this operation is being worked until you see another warning sign for an evacuation order. The cave begins to shake and groan like Selena under Morden's rage. Dust fills the chamber and some of the distant rocks fall from the ceiling, but overall, the mine did quite well. Gorbring says, They've predicted some tremors today. If you're kitted and ready, the Soulforger's barricade will be down this tunnel. And he gives you a thumbs up and some questioning eyes. Um, just the predicted tremors. It- I got some thoughts. It's like weather, like like it's like this is an average day in the bottom of the world. Well, despite the quakes, this area is actually surprisingly stable, considering that we're in the elemental chaos. Like we're deep within the elemental realm of Earth, mm-hmm. so we don't face quite as much lava or dust or mud. Uh, like the gravity is stable. We're not suddenly going to be hit with currents of liquid fire or anything like that. So I'll take it. Cool. Plus, it's like a nice 54 degrees Fahrenheit, whatever that means. That is nice. Alright gives a vigorous thumbs up, like... I guess let's go mess up some soul forgers. You're ready to go! I like it! That's a spirit! You begin to follow a set of tracks through a maze of drift corridors and crosscuts. And then another earthquake 
causes a collapse on one of the side tunnels near you. Everybody give me a DC 15 saving throw. Dex save. Dex. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ cannot help you here. Uh, I rolled a nat one with Dex is like still terrible. Got an eight. Nat one is a three. Is this your second nat one? Yes. I'm going to switch. I am using my normal plastic dice because it's the first one that came out of my Where plastic. are your dark silver forged right dice last? Right here. <laughs> well, if you had them right there the whole time. Because I just picked the first d20 that came out of the bag. And it was a bad choice. A 13. Sorry, Chessex. No shade to Chessex. They've done good work. Yeah. They have. They, they do the Lord's work when it comes to dice. They do the Lord's work. The layman's dice. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the Chessex set. Nothing, nothing wrong. Well, no shit on Chessex. Well, there is. No, it's just like Chessex dice. Oh, it's just the, it's, the, it's the Little Caesars of dice. Like, we all eat Little Caesars, and we're all cool yeah. with it. But when we can have, you know, damn good pies or something like that, we, we try to. When you can spoil yourself in Northwest Arkansas with Eureka Pizza. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh, Eureka Pizza. It's pizza, pizza and pizza from, from Eureka is a big, big, big deal. <laughs> My mom used to design their ads and we got free pizza all the time. That's Whoa. awesome. Yeah. That is, that is cool. a big, big deal. It was a big deal. Big deal deal. Um, <laughs> a big deal deal. For those of you who failed your saving throws, you are now prone. Yay. Thank the dwarf father. Yeah, nothing, that's nothing else. You just fell to your knees. Thank the dwarf father that that wasn't us, he says, uh, pointing at the collapsed side tunnel. And also, praise the dwarf father that we weren't going that way. I've lost many companions in cave-ins. Like, oh. frequently? Then like, then like, but then why Why are you doing something that's so unsafe? What do you mean? Like, how many companions have you lost in cave-ins, and why are, we, why are folks down here? I cannot count them on two hands, but where else are we going to get the ore? Question: Is there a cuspal equivalent of OSHA like anywhere? <laughs> uh, I'm sure there is, but it is called Ocean, and it is run entirely for merfolk and their. I, it would ah. make sense that the merfolk would be the only ones who care about safety. They've got that extra consideration of drowning. Yeah. It's far, but by necessity, they could not get too far away from the chaos shaft, or they'd be starved out. Kind of doing their own siege thing, you know? Uh, hells, they might already be starved out or suffocated or something. I don't know. We haven't broken down their barricade yet. We just know where it is. I guess we should probably do that. And then. as you walk, everybody uh, give me your passive perception scores. That is 10 plus your modifier. Passive perception. Uh, 10. Gotta open Not up. great. Passive 11? Yay, uh, 16. More Linde be over here seeing stuff, and the rest of us are like, what? Capital S, seeing. More Linde, you notice a glyph on the parallel walls to your left and right. It is an alarm linked to somewhere. It's a glyph. It's, a, it's writing on the wall to, let, to warn you, or is it going to make a sound or something? There's writing over there. What's it say? Stop. No, it doesn't say anything. It's just a magic symbol, but well, but like, okay, um, would would I be able to look at? Would Ulrich be able to look at that and be like, oh look, a a trap? You know, like a glyph that yes. is going to like, give warning. Oh, okay. is that a glyph? Yeah, that's you you gonna would be able to see this and, and think, there? oh, this is a this is a feature that I would not have noticed without Morlinde picking it up, but. If I was paying attention, I could have seen this thing. And understood it for what it is. So, okay. What is it? I have a mechanical question here. Mm -hmm. Is this like like a uh, like a laser trip wire kind of thing? Or is it a, like an area vision eyeball kind of thing? Like mechanically, uh, how does this thing work? I would say that this one is more like a laser trip wire thing. Have we tripped it? I will it? let you not have tripped it yet. It is more similar to a laser trip wire, except that trip wire is an entire vertical plane. Okay, yeah. so it's a trip wall. Yeah. yeah. It's a trip wall, yes. Yeah, is this your guys' trip wall or is this their trip wall? This does not look like something that I have seen down here before, so. Okay. Okay. We might have passed it the first time I was here. Is can I like I roll know. an arcana check to see if I can like disable it? Uh, there's a spell for that. Yeah, dispel magic, I don't have that Oh, spell. I might, I... 
Yeah, I actually have that and it's prepared. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, dispel magic that. that I'll dispel away. magic. I'll dispel the magic. Suck it! Mechanics! Oh my it. god. We actually have the magic we need for once. P E L. Wait, enhance. Cast yeah, you say cast it level enhance. Enhance. Dispels the wall. Just like. Use the beat. Press, <laughs> just boost throw it down the wall. Choose one creature under the magic wall within range. Press, con Any spell if they're press lower, control lower the and then the plus sign. Well, Enhance. here's the thing, dude. Uh, uh, friends. Uh, can I, like, see what level the spell is? Like, the. With an arcane check, maybe you can. You can that's what I need to know. Yeah, because sure, then. I'll give it to you. Then that's yeah, gonna determine. Ooh. Yep. It's gonna be 16 plus stuff. Oh, yeah. You can. Let's say that it's a third level glyph. Oh, sick. Well, then I don't need to use the magic beads because I have it prepared. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, it's, it's already prepared at level three, but let me read this. Any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. Okay, cool. So it's level three, it's lower, and I have it prepared on level three. Delightful. So, damn. Kablam. When does anything From ever work out like that for me? Let's like have a moment here, like... Nice. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna like screenshot this spell sheet. Zach is Perfect. regularly the most like mechanically useful player that we have every time. And, and I'm so supposed to like do that, but I never do. But here we well, are three yeah. years in. Yeah, <laughs> like genuinely a good job because I still have yet to have my useful moment. Uh, oh shush. <laughs> That's not true. Everyone's had useful moments. We've we've had our moments, but Zach definitely has had the most of them. Anyway, so Marlinde does the thing and she points at the glyph and dispels the magic and it is done and we can sneaky sneak. Grimton, tell me about your adventures, grandson. Like recently? <laughs> Well, Grimton's pretty old at this point, so like... <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> well, we formed the Red Capes. Which are? A group of revolutionaries trying to end Greysunder's reign. Good. Since, you know, the whole Soul Forgers and Warforged and... That thank the thing. gods. Thank the gods. Short-lived, uh, at first, of uh, the Ormains. Mm. Uh, most of them decided to join as well. Uh, Echo is missing in action, but hopefully they're on their way to Maldo Keep to he was... find him. Echo? Echo. Echo is just like... Wasn't... Wasn't his mother pregnant when I... Last I saw them? I believe so. That would have... That would have been around that time. He's... Well, he's a full-grown lad now. Is that the one... Is that... That's a brother after Herrick. No, after Briston. Before Briston? Briston? Who's Briston? Did you... Maybe she was pregnant with Briston. Wow. So it would be the one after after Herrick. Times have changed. The... I would like to believe that the uh, unknown associates of Grimton's study hand are just, like, occupying themselves with, like... You're walking. Yeah. <laughs> We're just, like, looking around, like, well, that's neat. Like, <laughs> while they have this, like, important moment. Do, 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 do. I take no pleasure in hearing about young Greysunder and his tyranny. He is an unfit ruler for Hadirth. I knew that early on, which is why I began to distance myself from the throne once I found out that the good king was ill. Anyone paying attention to young Greysunder as a prince could have anticipated this. It's for that reason that your father and I hid the manuscripts away. It's a good thing to... I can't fathom the thought of... A bunch of Warforged running around with your techniques. Dicks in their hands. Yeah. <laughs> Dicks in hand. Swords in the other. With your techniques in mind. Uh, or programming? I don't know. In my youth... He's getting kind of wistful now. In my youth, I was as gung-ho as any dwarf in the kingdom's army. But it wasn't until the second half of my life that I realized the noble duty of serving true justice. I took an oath to protect that principle and to dismantle that which used me own pride and passion to fight in their wars. And though the good king was, had a righteous mind, it was his generals who later f allowed young Greysunder to acquire the power that he has now. And I vowed to use the power that I had to, to keep in check those around and above me. Do, 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 do. 
We say the newest Italians. There's a newest Italians? Yeah. Long story. Uh, did, were you made aware of the burn? I'm not given much intel about the cusp these days. So, I guess long story short, feel free to interject, but there was a spirit. Somehow, uh, their power was used to burn down a large part of the Watch Forest, which was home to Morlinde and all of I, Well, I think, I think that spirit just decided to burn yeah. down yeah, a large part of the Watch <laughs> Forest. I'm not quite sure <laughs> I, how spirits I don't. Are. I don't think it was utilized. I think it was just... Yeah, it... Uh, a decision that that spirit made. It... it, it, it was low-key genocidal so that was great um and we had to run and reform and become a, a new space and rebuild and and grimton was a huge part of that and keeping our people safe which feels like a long time ago but um it was actually relatively <laughs> like four years ago, ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it was like a month ago yeah. <laughs> god <laughs> Had a busy time month. is weird, right? Yeah, but, that time is different down here. But long story short, our overall goal now is to overthrow Graysunder and replace the monarchy with potentially some new form of government. Restore was balance. The diaspora was happening, and New Italians was being formed. We found Warforged farther out from her dearth than would be normal, Aye. leading us to assume that. Grace Under was not content with just border guards and caravan inspectors. Yeah, he was militarizing them. Would would I, it be weird for uh, for us to tell them that we fought a dragon? How would he feel about that? I'm sure that he would fought like two dragons. Give me an insight check, but I'm sure that he would. We have we have fought basically two dragons now, sort of. Yeah, we were present for a dragon battle. Is that fair? Did you say an insight check? I think we've been present for two dragon battles in a way, because it's not like Mother Bear did the heavy lifting in the first. True. You y'all fought. Y'all fought. I think technically uh, you did the rough. heavy lifting. Yes. Um. The oh, whole the flying, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bear flying, and whatever, whatever. For, for what it's worth, Some I rolled answers. a nineteen. So. Oh yeah, your insight. You could totally pick up that he would love to hear that his grandson has fought dragons. Grimton fought a dragon. What? Not like alone, but it it's happened. Very loosely speaking, uh, it was in the sky for most, but I was there. Yeah, and then you dragon rendered it and you brought it down and slaughtered it. We did. And we turned its wings we into a flying a machine. Which... A flying machine. <laughs> yeah, we made a <laughs> sky boat out of it. A skiff, if you will. Yeah. We've had a busy month. <laughs> a busy month. That we should uh, just rename the show. We've had a busy one month. busy month. <laughs> what? Why are you here? I mean, I'm, I'm helping you. Well, I'm helping <laughs> us all, and you happen to be here somehow. No, I mean yes, but uh, you're an exarch. Is that what I called? I am an exarch. Yes, exarch of Moradin. I, I don't know. I fully expected you to be in Selena, but. Specifically as an exarch of Morden. Uh... Right. Uh, I was and am a proud disciple of Bahamut. The Platinum Dragon fights those who acquire power in order to redistribute it to the masses. I am trusting of the heart's resolution that Bahamut has taken on. It was he who pulled me from Lithernia and brought me to this station in the Dwarf Father's realm. And I am proud to do Bahamut's work in Moradin's court. It is my hope to see the dwarves reimagine their potential here. Speaking of Lutherna, hey, Grandpa, what happened at the Winter Palace? I'd rather not speak of it. There are many legends. I'm sure you know them. I, I just was hoping to confirm some. We flew by it. On our way to the Azure Keep. On the Dragon Skiff. On the Dragon Skiff. The howling is as terrible as ever, but I'd like to go. I'd like you to go. There are many things that I do not want to talk about about my time in Herdarth's army. You know, there is an old poem called The Troop is Lament. It, it was written by a private named Phillips. 
whom I had fought alongside early on, and I came across him later in uh, my years since retired. And I don't remember much of his words, but I do recall the last stanza. So listen all you troopers, here's a lesson you ought to know from an older brown-shoed soldier who had marched off long ago. They will use your pride and passion to settle all their fights, so keep your pride held close and your captain in your sights. Which is to say, don't join the army. I wouldn't expect you to, but don't join their army. It'll f*** you up. <laughs>The tunnel ends at a metal wall with a grated hatch at the top. Gorbring whispers, Most old tunnels are backfilled with stone. Hard to come in and out of a backfilled tunnel. Mostly uh, a good place to suffocate and die. And instead of being set up against a wall, this metal grate is set inside the wall, obviously put into position from the opposite side. Gorbring shoulders the metal door and motions for Grimton to join him. I do. Give me strength checks. Everyone? Yep. Are we just trying to get in this door? Unless you have a different plan. Hold on. <laughs> Is it locked or something? Like. <laughs> if you do that unlocky spell, you're going to announce us. Well, I guess anything Knock. can announce yeah. us. Knock. <laughs> yeah? You're whispering. You're whispering. Uh, we're trying to be stealthy by shoving on a door. Got it. Well, it's not really a door. See, it's just a wall. There's no, like, there's not a doorknob. It's just a, a metal with a grate stuck up against a wall from the inside. I'm sure it's barricaded on the inside, so it'd be difficult for us to just push it open. There's not, like, a clearly labeled push thing like you would find at a mall kiosk or something. So how did not they a kiosk, get in a mall thing. They probably have some- There's two of them. I know that. So there's somebody waiting in there to open it for him. Do you think that it would be easier to open from the inside? It would absolutely be easier to open from the inside. Like, you think you could just, like, open it from the inside? Probably. Fair enough. I was just wondering. How do you how do you anticipate getting on the inside, though? Don't you have, like... He's got a spell for that, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think I have a, a new spell that would work. Oh. Dimension door. Cool. <laughs> cast it at 8th level. <laughs> uh, I will cast it at 8th level. What the hells do you mean? Dimension door. So it says you teleport yourself from your current location to any other spot within the range from just 500 feet. It can be a place you can see, one you can visualize, or you can describe um, the st- by stating distance and direction, such as 200 feet straight downward or upward and to the northeast at a 45-degree angle. Like you can, So I'll just say... I don't know, whatever, five feet in front of me on the other side of this barrier. Okay. And I just basically teleport there. We'll, we'll flavor it as, like, a door just appears in front of me, and I just open it and walk through it. Okay, I like the idea of a, of a door opening right, basically jam to jam with the other door. <laughs> yeah. And um, you, you, you pull open the mist- this dimension door, where the other one has been a push. And you walk through. I'm just going to turn to the party, I guess, and be like, he really just does this, like, all the time. Like, he'll just do a thing. Yeah. Without consulting anyone. Um. <laughs> you step through the dimension door. I'm going to say 10 feet in front of you. You look forward to a large host of enemies. I hope he's, he's all right fine. over there. Ranks of constructs built of poorly engineered steel and stone wield pickaxes and crushing hammers. And here, without the engineering of the Tinkers of her dearth, they appear much more elemental than Warforged. These enemies are stone forced alive by Soulforger magics. He really gives me the create a more difficult plan than is necessary. <laughs> great, wouldn't you say? That's. A, I will say though. I mean, most of the time it works out. Yeah, most of his plans work. But, like, so do Rube Goldberg machines, so... <laughs> Rube Gold... He was one of the... The, uh... Son Mata guys, right? Yep. Yeah. Well-liked by everyone who was, like, not a legacy, but, like, kind of annoyed everyone else <laughs> in in his order. <laughs> Alaris 
on your own, you see behind these conglomerates are two robed dwarves who are aware of you. One a woman with uh, tied up gray hair and the other a small young dwarf man with a steel rod. All right, everybody roll initiatives. This is Alaris's heroic death right here. I'm just gonna get shot <laughs> with like a million arrows against this wall. Oh God. Um, that would be pretty funny. Um, I'm uh-huh. hoping that maybe uh-huh. they won't funny. be able to hit me with, with the new bags of tricks I have. Hey, friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.53. As Alaris boldly dimensioned doors into battle deep within the realm of elemental earth, take a moment to remember how we got here. The general arc of plot two revolves around stopping King Greysunder back in her girth. In Delve Deep, they planned a revolution and postponed a quest to break a princess out of a monastery in order to respond to a call for help by Lieutenant Colonel Erica Try during her court-martial. After the charges were dropped, the party took a moment to uh, visit the nearby Springwood and found the Geldrum family ring, which opened the puzzle box. The contents literally took them to the Astral Sea, where the god Corallon needed help getting a powerful battery to the cusp to aid in the great scuffle. The party obliged and got in an astral ship to go pick it up, and then after battling some space pirates, they met Morden who's trying to get back at specifically the Soul Forgers. Now, one might accuse Arc 2 of this show uh, of losing its plot, but I disagree. Because aside from helping Erica try, which was an honest-to-the-gods side quest, the whole rest of the actions taken by the party were done with the main plot in mind. It's just at a scale wildly different than they had expected. But even for the characters these concerns are beginning to manifest. What are they doing? What is their plan? The winners of our giveaway collab with our sponsors will be announced in the next episode. Prizes include a set of dice from our friends at Dark Silver Forge and a custom painted Hero Forge model by Cosmic Blues Minis. Winners to be announced in episode 2.54 on September 5th, 2021 which means that you've got like a week to get in all your submissions. Entry is very easy. You just gotta follow Advantage on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify and follow Cosmic Blues on Etsy. Send me a screenshot of each for one entry. Extra will be given for screenshots of your review of Advantage on iTunes or another podcasting app. Or for following Cosmic Blues Miniatures on Instagram and by joining the Darkmore Podcast Network's Discord channel. There's a link down in the doobly-doo. Chances are you're already doing all of these things. So take a screenshot of it and send it to me. You can do that through a direct message on Discord or by DMing me on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, uh, all at AdvantageDND. You've got a little more than a week for an easy way to get a free custom painted miniature and a rad set of Dark Silver Forged dice. Get to it! Did you know that there are other tabletop games than Dungeons and Dragons? Well, my name is Gavin, and I'm the host of Playing Out of Character, an actual play podcast that showcases different indie game systems. We play all these indie tabletops using goofs and spooks to tell our stories. Arc 1 features an improvisational take on Urban Shadows. Next up is Shadows of the Demon Lord. If that piques your interest, look for Playing Out of Character, a Darkmoor podcast show on your favorite podcatcher. Alright, let's get back to the show. Thank you. Alaris. The small one with a rod is going to cast a bright streak from a pointed steel rod and point it at your direction, uh, and it is going to create an uproarious flame headed in your direction. It is a fireball. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Beat us to it. (laughs) Um, That'll be an 18. You are going to take half of Mm -hmm. 8d6 fire damage. 
You take 11 fire damage as okay. a uh, fireball hits just to your left and it breaks down the barricade. Oh, it breaks down the barricade. The barricade blasted forward, bent and pushed through the makeshift jam and falling upon you. Everybody else, you three, give me deck saves. That's Ten. my favorite skill. Great. Wait, 17. Uh, 10, I think. The two of you, Morlinde and uh, Grimton and Gorbring, are going to take four force damage and fall prone. So much prone today. Stunned also. I'll give you the stunned condition too. Um, and the chamber beyond the barricade has been worked 20 feet wide and then given a 20-foot ceiling. It appears to be one single room with a with makeshift workshops and enchanting equipment. Like you on your ass, it does not look like the Soul Forgers intended to end up here. Is our is our goal here to kill these guys? Well, he's trying to barter their souls. Oh yeah, he wants to. <laughs> he wants them ultimately dead, but he but wants his to. his kind it. of dead. His dead. Yeah, he's planning to sell his soul to Asma, their souls to Asma, Asmodeus. Right. So okay. to fight in the forever war. The blood war. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so between the, the the devils and the demons. Idea of possibly mm-hmm. just caving in this whole area is probably a little reckless. Number one and number two wouldn't achieve the goal. The gray-haired soul forger woman is going to cast mage armor on herself. Alaris, it is your turn. I will start by activating blade song. And then I will cast the spell Haste on myself. Okay. Um, doubles my speed, um, gives me a plus two to AC, and I get an extra action every turn. Whoa. So I am going to then run up to one of these dwarves and attack with my new uh, short sword. Brand new shiny sword sword? Okay. And that is okay. a nat 20. <laughs> Dang! Get him. So that's double dice, correct? Double dice. Damage. You lay into this thing, and it tears a mighty hole. That same elemental is going to, it's going to try to use jaws of earth. It will cause unworked earth and stone beneath you, Alaris, to animate and attack you. You must make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw, please. Oh, nice dexterity is what I have advantage on now. Great. <laughs> All right, so that will be an 18 as I just judo flip over this earth. <laughs> it is going to be another. That doesn't really make sense. Judo flipping would be flipping someone, but well, whatever. Yeah. You're surrounded on all sides by Warforged continually, forever. Makeshift Warforged. Elemental Weird Warforged. This one is going to try to use its multi-attack. 19 plus stuff to hit. 24. I will cast shield as a reaction. We'll get my AC up to 25. <laughs> get out of town. Squishy shield, no is more. Is that an instantaneous reaction? Is it there uh, until... It is, a, it is a reaction and it'll go till my next turn. Oh, Holy okay. shit. Squishy no more okay. is, is Wait, what that should be called. How much AC? 25. Um, no, how much did shield add? Okay. Actually, shield adds plus five. Oh, okay. Um, your so your blade, natural blade, AC is twenty. No, he got no. Blade, blade song adds oh. plus four, and so then regular haste adds plus two. Oh Holy shit! Okay, is this all from your retooling? Uh, more or less. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the warforged in the back are running forward into the fray and are going to try to attack you. That one will miss. It'll strike twice and miss both. You're just impossible to hit. Another one behind it fails as well. Um, and at this point, we will add our other companions. Um, the f- four of you and Gorbring, roll initiative, please. Two spellcasting dwarves and three warforged currently. Three warforged that you have engaged with currently. There are plenty of warforged. But they're like makeshift, like haphazard warforged. They don't have the... Uh, the technology, the physical technology of like the tinkers of the Eutene Amrod or something to mm. like make the the Warforged robots for them to enchant. So they're doing their best with what they got. I'd also like to use Ambuscade. All I really want to do is, is shoot a crossbow at one of the Warforged. You're shooting through the open barricade and into the chamber. Cool. Okay. Ooh, base roll was a 15. What are you adding? Does a 20... Uh, why am I so bad at math? 
Uh, three hit. Barely, yes. And then a crossbow is a D six. Uh, I have no idea. A short bow is D six, so it's probably a D. I want to say D eight. But I also have the PHP sitting right here beside me. Whoa! Uh, let's see here. Crossbow, 1d8. That turns to 14. 14 damage? Yep. Against which? There are three Warforged that we're currently engaged with, correct? That I have tried to attack, yes. Right. Have any of them been hit? The, uh, the first one that I'll try to attack a large Okay, one. I'm going to hit that one again. A bolt is just implanted into its um, steel, rail, wood, and... Stone body. Ting! I guess I would like to move into the room, but like only just. And like step to the left a little bit. Keep the doorway open, mm-hmm. but into the room. Yes. What Gripton is going to do is he's going to have to get up. And as much as it pains me to use his action surge so that he can move. Man, on that? I know. Damn shame. Instead of having like four tags. <laughs> I just forgot I have an extra attack and I could have shot twice. So you go ahead and shoot twice. <laughs> no, 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 I no, missed shoot, it. No, shoot twice. It's it's fine. Grimton has not attacked yet. Okay, so while you Grimton enter, is you giving enter the up, room. though, here's just, it's just to be another shot. Sure. 25. It does. Plus another D8. 12 damage. And then, like, quickly reloading as Grimton is, like, trying to get up and then. Uh, you, you, you move to the left and you can see. Uh, Grimton in the background standing up as Auric is reaching in for another bolt and loading it in the crossbow, pulling it back and releasing it. The camera follows the crossbow as it like passes the camera and uh, trails it as it embeds itself into the Warforged and tell me how you kill this one. The first one hit it in the like up and to the left of the of like center chest. Um, so like collarbone, I guess. And so it like stunned it a little bit and like, not really stunned, I guess like it knocked it a second and like it looked down like what? And then as it looked up at me, uh, the second one took it square in the middle of the face. That Warforged drops, revealing the dozen Warforged behind it. The camera goes through this field of constructs and then refocuses on uh, the Soul Forgers. It's a hard cut to Grimton now, who has stood up. And is charging ahead because there's still two around Alaris, correct? Correct. He's gonna target one of them, whichever one is closest. While he's rolling that, um, our swords have, what'd you call it, where it like follows through and it's- Sweeping attack. Sweeping Sweeping attack. attack. And what what were the mechanics on that again? Three opportunities to carry the uh, the damage from one attack in one creature. Uh, if you can hit the AC again, you can carry that same attack and damage into the next creature beyond it. That's how that works. Grimton, you've charged in. Uh, striking for a 15 to hit the first Warforged. You do it. The first Warforged has just been killed. The first Warforged has been killed. The, yes. the next one up close? The next, the next one around Alaris. 13 on the first attack. Okay. 28 to hit. I think that'll do it. Moreland Day, your move. Okay. The only people outside the room now are you and Gorbrain. Well, I think I have to save for the stuff. Oh, yeah, you'd have to get up from prone. Okay, I'm going to save for prone. Well, you don't have to save. Oh, you I can just, just stand, stand up. I stand up. Okay, cool. Yeah. But I do have to save from stuff. Yeah. Uh, does a 12 save me from stun? Sure. Cool. I'm not stunned. Can I do anything else, or was that it? Nope. It was stunned. Okay, I am I'm <laughs> standing up now, stunned. and I am aware of the situation. Gorbring uh, got a 19 on save for stunned, so he is doing just fine. Unfortunately, he also had to stand up, so can't do anything there either. Auric, your real turn is up. I'm going to just shoot at another Warforge. <laughs> Because uh, nice. there's like, what, a dozen, you said? Yep. Was that a dozen plus the three that were looking at us, or a dozen total? It's a lot. You cannot count. It feels... So there's, I, feel, yeah, I, I use yeah, dozen not, euphemistically to mean a, a bunch. bunch. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sitting there going like one, two, three, right. four, like, gotcha. I'm going to just shoot at the next one. I can. Ooh, uh, the base roll is an 18, so that'll that'll hit. That I'm pretty hit. sure because I add a lot, of, a lot of stuff to it. For 13 damage, and then I'm going to take my extra attack and okay. do it again. Base roll was bad. Yeah, sorry. You have you have hit the Warforged that 
Grimton ran up to attack the one that was surrounding Alaris. Mm-hmm. And uh, by hitting it, you have killed it. Where do you strike this one? Don't the Warforged have like a visible like gem thing that like glows that is there like... But these are like shitty Warforged, right? These are ones that are doing their best with what they got. They do not have the full Amethyst Heart production. Do they still have some kind of like... Glowy bit? Power, yeah, glowy bit, like clear power sure. source. Let's say that they've got a, a gem of some sort as... Yeah, um, like a... <laughs> Or if it's like an obsidian, like barely, it's like a shiny rock. I like the idea too that they're like not necessarily all in the same place. Like they're they're a little haphazardly placed. So this one's is like essentially the same place I shot the first one, like in the collarbone rather than being like in the middle of the chest or something like that. And I just happened to like hit it right, like square in that spot. And you reflexively went to load your other bolt. And by the time that you... uh fired it at that same spot trying to hit it that's when you realize that you have killed with the first shot and so the next build just goes wide it will be one of the warforged in the rear's turns and they're going to all begin trying to crowd forward trying to rush you all it's as if it is gliding over the earth which from which it is made it disappears into the stone, leaving behind the iron and metal that has like s- tried to reinforce it and is going to open itself up in just like a full stone fury. So its AC will be lowered, is what I'm saying. And it's going to try to get closer. Uh, I'm gonna say that it comes up upon right between Alaris and Grimton and is going to try to make an attack on each of you. This is Alaris, it will be 20 to hit. No. <laughs> it is going to miss one great slamming fist because uh, it no longer has its rail sword. Um, the next one is going to be a 23 to attack Grimton. Oh. It will slam its great fist. Seven bludgeoning damage. One of the closer ones who is already right there will try to get into the fray and seeing Grimton knocked back slightly uh, try to take the opportunity to hit him. 15 to hit will not do it, but then crit fails on the other one. Parry the first attack, and then I'll just use my repost action to make an attack on him. Nice. After he misses. Which will deal an extra... Well, if I hit, it'll deal an extra d8 damage. You hit. I think you... <laughs> for, for the audience, Yessie and I are in the same room, number one, and... Number two. Oh. Yes, he just uh, got a nat 20. So nice. He hits. Double dice. Nice. 22. You sunder this creature <laughs> in its foolishness trying to attack you. You parry and repost, slamming it to the ground. Another one of the rears is going to come forward, working to surround Grimton and Alaris. Trailing farther off to the side where Ulrich is, getting closer there. They're trying to overwhelm you with numbers. You'll get used to it. Uh. <laughs> I always love that so many of Sarah's like vocalizations are, yeah. are, are musical. Like that was a like a scale there. <laughs> like, there's that that vocal training. <laughs> uh, uh, musical discomfort. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
It's the it's Sarah Zimmerman colon. <laughs> I'm, I'm adding that Great to the band. punk rock band name list. Yes. Musical discomfort. Drowning in hair. What? Continuum. Sorry, I just like that. Can a can a, can a merfolk drown? In air. air? In air. Oh, they can dry out. Too much I was gonna say, is that outside? drowning? Oh, hold on. Or... Wait, wait. Here's a question: Do more do merfolk have gills, or do they have lungs, they have or gills. something else like a salamander? They have gills. They definitely have gills. So, so they do need water to they might have pass both. through the gills. No, they don't so have, they both have both because that's why she can't be where the people are. <laughs> well, but she, she could just not be the. But she definitely sings she on a rock legs. out of the ocean. Well, like for a minute, but like any fish can like chill out for a minute outside. Well, and then but, you throw well, them back a, in, and they're okay. Yes, but here's the thing: How does singing work if you have gills? Are we are we really going to gonna base our like lore here <laughs> on, 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 on Disney's The Little Mermaid? Well, like her vocal cords might operate you know differently, even though she's humanoid. <laughs> you, you know the answer. I'm pretty sure that it is solid canon that they have gills and do not function well above water. For very yeah, are we long. going? Are we going for turfy uh, J.K. Rowling merfolk, or are we going for Little Disney, Mermaid, which is also turfy. plain old Disney, All right, whatever? Look, there are Little Mermaid. so many oh, yeah, other still... kinds of merfolk than those two. There are two. <laughs> that's there. it. That's there's <laughs> screamy siren merfolk from Harry Potter. <laughs> or there's singing beautiful merfolk from Disney's The Little Mermaid. Ah, uh, yes. I will even take Disney's Fantasia and the merfolk there. I see. I don't or even remember the merfolk. The, the two genders. The two genders. Are they singing siren or a lovely singer? <laughs> Both are vocalists, though. Uh... <laughs> If we're doing like passive any ability, I'm practically invisible most of the time because my passive stealth is literally 17. <laughs> I don't think there is a passive stealth. So you stealth. can't perceive, but you can also not be perceived. Yeah, I'm basically you walking around. Just hold your breath real long. Huh? Just start to. Yeah, oh, you yeah. hold your breath real long, you start to just ephemerate. You do the Skyrim thing where all you have to do is crouch. Crouch and, and they go like, away. Where'd they go? Like, <laughs> Must have just been the wind. That's my favorite part of that game, honestly, because I don't want to ever fight anything. God, same, same. Like, I can't. It gives me so much anxiety only... to fight shit. I hate going in dungeons because I cannot stand droggers. Like, yeah. I okay. I know that a lot of this game is dungeon crawling, and sometimes the plot makes me go dungeon crawling. And sometimes crawl, the dungeons like are it. really long. Sorry. Yeah, it's so arduous. I'm a big you baby. Me do this, Todd? Man, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm the exact bored, opposite. Todd. I walk in with a sword in one hand and a spell in the other, and like, <laughs> let's like, go. I'm here see, to but, fight stuff. See, I like the thing Zelda is, dungeons that are well lit and pretty and have nice music. Like this whole uh, dark ass, dingy, monsters around every corner that are like actually creepy thing in Skyrim. Like I'm way, still playing, but I'm mad about it. The way I play Skyrim is like, I get out of the little tutorial area, I pick a direction and then we go. I mean, And that means I'm often accidentally in high level, Yes. Caves that I have no business being in, and I will I'll spend four hours grinding through these enemies and have a great time doing it. That's just how I play Skyrim. And it is done, and we can sneaky sneak. It is done, and you do in fact sneaky sneak. Give me, give me a little bit more flavor for that. Or um, am I doing something else? I so crouch. I was wait for the sneaking <laughs> or for the dispelling. <laughs> For the dispel. Oh, dispelling again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> again, it's more of just like a general point. Um, I don't know what is it. Let me look at the the thingy on it. What do you do? It's just casting. It's basic bitch do? stuff. Well, it's abjuration, so it's instant. So you literally abjuration? just like abjuration. I've never read that word in my life, but you just it just happens. So yeah, she just points at it's it. It's been a, how long has it been in your character sheet? Uh since, you read it? since we've started using level three spells, which is what around level five or six. So like probably probably around level five or so. A year? Yeah. And I picked it because it looked useful. It is it useful. That's, um, not, that's also not the first time that you've done that before. Oh, dispel you've also magic. Used dispel magic in the past. Yes, but I yeah. don't remember anything, so for me, it's the first time. Uh, 
Spell magic's great, and counter spell is great. Those are two very, very useful spells to have just in general. All that means is that um, Zach likes to play like blue black magic decks. The Simic? Is this a. That's Demir. Demir, um, Demir. I play blue black, but I play the filthy mill blue black. So. Uh, mill got way better now. Um, if somebody punches me hard enough, I will turn blue black. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out what this means. So, Joe, do you do you have a, a hero forge for every single character? Pretty much. You're asking because I put in patron secrets um, a picture of the dwarves. I put a picture of in order Morden, the dwarf father, and Shade Mead Drinker, drinking mead. I was gonna say, wonder what gave it away. Yeah. And uh, Gorbring Steady Hand with a nice bearded axe there. What I like about Gorbrings is that like he's got a helmet on, so like he's like the only one that has ever had a helmet in my creations. Um, well, and so like he has to look so much exactly like Grimton that we can tell even though he's got a helmet on, like <laughs> like well, he, what's he Grimton doing with the, the helmet, helmet back on? Oh, okay. I just imagine him walking around with it all the time. Like this is just my state of being. Oh, it's so nice to enjoy this picnic with my family. <laughs> with a full arm. <laughs> He's I like a. Up from, I picked that up from Grandpa. I just <laughs> it's never doff yeah. it. It's like a like a. Gorbring like steady hand, known for his helmet. It's like a, it's like an army vet who like, like always wears their their like army hat or whatever. Like everything, no matter what they're doing, they've got like a cap that has like what they served in or whatever. Calmate las tetas. Freshman year of college uh, in preseason band, I was in my dorm room in Conway Hall, and in Conway Hall, uh, we had not yet received our mini fridges yet, or our micro fridges, there we go. And so I had uh, a whole bunch of drinks and beverages like Gatorades that I wanted to keep cold um, after, you know, like a 12 hour band day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I had a big old Coleman cooler, and I tried to lift that Coleman cooler, and the handle broke, and it spilled all my ice and all my mm. Gatorade out onto the floor, and I had nowhere to go. Luckily, there was nobody there, um, but I needed to get up gallons of water and melted ice, which is water. Um, so I wandered the halls of, uh, of Conway Hall, and I came across a, a janitor who was there alone working and I explained to him my condition and he gave me a mop and he sent me off. And when I re returned uh, with this soaked mop, um, he looked at me in the eyes and he said, apropos of nothing, promise me that you will not join the army. It will f*** you up. And that has stuck with me. Forever, really and I wonder uh, the things that he has seen. I hope they're okay. He's wow. probably not okay. It's obviously not okay. I mean, also, if you ask anyone who's out of the army, they will say the same thing. Yeah, I I imagine that like being done in like a haunted way, just like yeah, I was just like like I, rooting. I, I, I was own, prepared you for know? you to tell me that the janitor. Wasn't actually was a it, person was there. A ghost. Yeah, oh. you tried to return there the mop. There had been a janitor there in forty <laughs> years. <laughs> That's right. I thought there No, damn, that would have been crazy. an equally mysterious story. But like, damn. Yeah, all because you needed to mop some shit in Conway Hall. Yeah, just apropos of nothing. Like this is this apparently something that he's been stewing on today. Yeah, well, hopefully. A trauma that he is still actively yeah. dealing with. He tells it to lots of He's like, of the first kids. person I see, I'm gonna the tell first him. Person. <laughs> this is a thing that they need to know. Yeah, it's very important. Is it? Well, and this is also like before school band, so like. It's not like there haven't been lots there. of other people. Yeah, yeah, so homie probably was like working by himself for like an hour and, like, or thinking. just like oh, hours and just like mind. yeah, with his own thoughts. And then... That's scary. That's some scary shit. Yeah, the army is a bad place. So, uh, s support the troops by giving them decent uh, access to the healthcare that they are owed. Access to healthcare. 
um, yes. and not making it difficult as hell to get and also not putting them through unnecessary and undue labor while they're in the army just because they're in the army, which is what happens. I'm not saying there's a barricade here because Joe just watched Lay Miss with us, but they did. Beyond just watch the barricade, there is. Y'all sat through all of Lay Miss? Good for you. After, like, most of a baseball game. It's true. Mm. The, there, there's a primary goal of getting them alive, but if you cannot get them alive, this is a wanted dead or alive case. Okay. Or wanted right. dead, well, but will also pay out for in, life. In a way, wouldn't if they die, wouldn't they just wind up in. The realm Gordon's anyway. realm anyway. Would they? No. They, they would go they to, go to what's her name first. Would they even go to Laterna because they're in the chaos, or they're in the elemental chaos right now? So well, they just they stay here. Energy, become like what? It, what happens? This is, these are theological conversations that we do not have time for. Right. <laughs> I mean, can we just literally go ask gods? Like, hey, what happens to you these could, dudes? You could, but is there a god around right now? I guess not. Yes, you we'll have to it, ask him later. Is, is there ever not a god around? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned in divinity school. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I'm so glad we're sitting here without pants. <laughs> me too. It's very it's nice. freeing. Yeah, freeing. It reminds me of the first time I played D and D with you, but also cooling. 